all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of A Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Episode two. We're so glad you decided to keep listening to A Little Bit Unfiltered. And And we're so excited to be back, to be recording again. We had so much fun with our first episode. Hopefully you loved it and you just clicked on to the next one. Um, How's everyone's New Year's going? And now you can't respond to us, but... You know, just think about it. (laughs) Take this moment to check in. Yeah. We're recording this before the New Year's, um, so that's what this episode's going to be all about. We're dropping this just a few days after New Year's Day. So we want to talk about how to start the New Year off right. 2020 was a doozy in so many different ways. So we're going to make sure we incorporate um, healthy expectations into 2021. Yeah, definitely. I think 2020, you know, it's a sort of different year because it went 2019 to 2020. You, like, wanted it to start off with a bang with, like, the new um, millennium? Not millennium. New... Decade. (laughs) New what? Decade. Oh, the decade. 20s. That's the word. Oh, gosh. Um, yes. Like, you want to start off strong with a new decade, like 10 years. And then that kind of just didn't go so well for really. I mean, it did start off with a bang, but not in the way any of us yeah, wanted. Yeah, it was kind of like not what everyone prepared for. But, you know, making the most of it and just reminding yourself that one day at a time. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes a pandemic over yeah, quantity. consistency over quantity, and sometimes a pandemic is just gonna really throw a wrench in your plans, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that I saw something the other day that it's don't worry about what you accomplished in the numbers for 2020. If you made it to December, that's an accomplishment in of itself because you lived through a pandemic and lived through all the things that go along with that. So congratulations, you made it to 2021. We are, we're excited to have you here and have you still around and choosing to start your new year with us. I've seen that same post, I think, and it's so true. It's like Mm -hmm. this year you can have no expectations for yourself. For those of you who are joining on this episode, if you decided to click in um, for the New Year's resolutions, I'm Sarah. I'm Molly. And we are your hosts. We are also the co-founders of Little Bit Of. We started that back in April. So that was one of our 2020 goals to launch this website. And we decided to throw a podcast in for good measure. So here we're going to really, we're starting off with talking about expectations for ourselves and resolutions for the new year. We also want to give you an unfiltered look into what our lives are and how we're planning to start the new year off right and making sure that we're being authentic and you don't have to sift through any filters or Photoshop to get to our truth and our expectations for ourselves. Yes, definitely. I think you're like right on. That's all. That's what this podcast is all about. Just being very unfiltered. Honestly, 
would say probably that's at the top of like our list for 2021 is sort of maintaining that being unfiltered even like on our own social media sites like finding ways to be really authentic is Mm -hmm. like really at the top of our list and I think something that should be at the top of like everyone who's in the influencer creative communities list yeah definitely I think also it's so easy to tell when someone isn't truly being authentic because no one's life is happy and upbeat and colorful 24 7 that's just not how humans were made and I think the influence The influencers that I've loved following in 2020 are the ones that do a healthy dose of both. The realistic, this is what my life is, this is who I am, how I'm getting through 2020, in addition to all the fun, happy content, because you do need some good positivity in these times. But I think the authenticity is something that we really should strive for in 2021, because that's that's how I'm going to dictate who I follow, because I think that's what we should really all be about. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I always say, yeah, definitely. But like, (laughs) I 100% (laughs) agree. I think that like the influencer community is moving more towards like authenticity and having like these like real talks with your audience about like what's going on and just like blatant honesty which I think is like really really great and like something to look forward to as the um community sort of grows and evolves but that's Mm -hmm. not what this podcast is about (laughs) let's talk about (laughs) our goals (laughs) yes so I mean I can start yeah, sorry, I was putting my do not disturb on. Um, but since we can't physically be together and explaining a vision board is a little hard over a podcast, we figured we'd stick to metaphorical and overarching goals. So if you want, you can follow us on our own personal social media and make sure you're holding us accountable to our goals throughout. Give us a note um, and send us yours so you can share them. But yeah, Molly, take it away. Let me know. I want to know what your goals are. All right, I'll take it away. Um, Yeah, I wrote them down. Let me just pull it up and then let me go through them. I guess I have sort of like sections of like my goals. So I guess we can just go back and forth and say like different things. Um, I do want to sort of start off with like I guess our goals for a little bit of and for the ALBU podcast, um, like one for one, just like launching the podcast is like goal number one, like day four into 2021. That's my goal. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Um, we can sort of check that one off. <laughs> and so that's to start. Then, of course, I want to really expand our little bit of community, sort of reach out to new creators and find new ways to um, get everyone more involved. So that's what I'm very excited about. And then also merch. I really want merch, stickers, and maybe a sweatshirt. <laughs> yes, those are going to be coming so soon because we're both so impatient oh, to yeah. start doing merch. That's definitely on my list, Like, too. even just a sweatshirt for us, I would die. Like... <laughs> Yes, it would be perfect. So let us know what you want to see on the merch. We're probably going to do our own so we can be branded on the podcast and we can wear our little bit unfiltered shirts and sweatshirts as we're recording um, when we aren't in our PJs. Uh, But yeah, I would definitely say a little bit of and a little bit unfiltered are definitely at the top of my list. Whenever I do vision boards, 
I did one last year and the center of my vision board was a little bit of and really making that my focus. So I think my word that I would put at the center of my vision board is unfiltered because I really want to be putting a lot of time and energy into this podcast and making it great. And I think that we both work sort of traditional jobs, but I think there was like a great quote that it's nine to five pays the bills and six to 10 builds the empire. Mm So I think definitely making sure that I hold myself accountable to doing a little thing each day that contributes to our brand and our website and our podcast for sure. I think just like holding ourselves accountable, we're both, like you said, like we both work these traditional jobs and they're exhausting in themselves and just going waking up going to work and then coming home and being like okay I really need to get this stuff down done for ALBU or for a little bit of can oftentimes be overwhelming and I'm just excited to like go into the new year and just be like you know what like I want this one day to be my full-time like job and to really make this what I see it as being and the only way I can do that is by putting in the work so you know let's get to it I guess (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, I think I think also for me, because I just started a new job, I think I really want to make sure that I'm committing myself to that and really showing up and being present because I think you touched on something important is this idea of like burnout and overwhelm. Yeah. And Molly knows this about me. A lot of people in my life know this about me. I burn out really easily because I tend to take on 10,000 things. And there's not enough time in the day for that. And so I think something that I really want to focus on is being present and realistic with my goals. So I avoid burnout. That's going to be a big thing for me in 2021 is avoiding burnout because I do want to give my all to my nine to five. And I also want to give my all to us. So making sure that it's not at the same time, because that's just not how it's going to work. But definitely looking forward to that because I think I tend to fall into that burnout trap a lot. So I'm hopeful that 2021 will be the year of no burnout. Yeah, and definitely, like, I feel like something you could put on your list is, like, balance, you know? Like, basically what you're just saying, like, you can Mm -hmm. make a goal having balance. Because I feel like a lot of times people put on their goals list, like, all these things they want to accomplish. And almost, like, sometimes maybe the goal is to, like, take a step back and do less so that you can, like, have that time for rest and like rejuvenation and just even just hanging out and doing like nothing you know watching the bachelorette like yeah (laughs) yes our guilty pleasures um I think that's also really important because that was something the two of us talked about a little while back is making time for us to do like happy hour FaceTime so not every single phone call that we have is work so we don't associate every time we FaceTime with work or we have three hour FaceTimes because we combine Mm -hmm. work and play and I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to aside from the fact that it'll be a happy hour but I am excited to just like hang out and make sure that we have the balance with us in this business too. I think that's like something we yeah we talked about that and that's something we definitely want to do and like hopefully we can at some point like incorporate even like our whole group at a little bit of and just be able to have like these moments where we can just not talk about work and can just hang out and like Mm -hmm. chat about the bachelorette and not worry 
about like the things we on our to-do list because I feel like so often we get on our work calls and we end up like talking for an hour about boys and like other things you know and it's just like I know in the moment I'm like I really should be talking about like a little bit of but I also just want to catch up so like just making that time Mm -hmm. for rest and for just hanging out with your friends because that's so important too yeah for sure I think that's something I struggled with a lot in college is I would go from class to meeting to class to meeting and I would just be going all the time so I didn't really have this great idea or this great concept of what rest meant or what rest should be and I think something I want to let go of in 2021 is this idea that being busy means that you're successful because I think that's something that I fell into a lot that it's like if I was the person doing the most I was the person doing the most and that's not always the best for your mental health or just your physical well-being and I definitely saw the negative effects of that so I'm ready to let go of this idea that I need my schedule to be chock full 24 7 and I think the pandemic really helped with that but I really want to double down on that because I won't be in school anymore I think we were like the same like thinking back to college how I feel like when you were in your senior year you had so many um different positions and different organizations like you're president of um i forget panhellenic right panhellenic yeah, so and president she's of the two first organizations, yep. and then i think like you were involved in other things too and like i was the same way i was like involved in too many clubs and on too many e-boards and like thought like oh if i'm in mm-hmm. like four clubs on e-board for each of them like i'm successful where really i was just like burnt out and tired and probably not even putting like my all into each one which is like frustrating looking back on it but I'm Mm -hmm. happy that I learned that while I was like younger so definitely a goal moving forward like has been my goal is really being able to pare down what I am working on so I can really give my full attention to it you know Mm -hmm. yeah and I think I really want to embrace the word no in 2021 because I think you're probably the same way in college. Anytime someone asked you to do something or there was an organizational opportunity or you were asked to be on an e-board, you were always going to say yes because like, we always want to do more. But I think I'm ready to start saying no or another time. And I think even quality time with friends, it's important to schedule that somewhat intentionally when you can. Like sometimes you just need to call up a friend and just be like, I need to hang out. But I think it's important when you're having those like deep talks or things like that, making sure that you're actually present for friends. And sometimes if you're burnt out or not in the right headspace, it might not be the best time to like go into a deep talk. And sometimes you just need a movie night and saying yes to a movie night, but maybe no to something else. I think just like being intentional about really everything is like Mm -hmm. so important because especially I think when we're younger and still have like such a um, active like social life, it's easy to even sort of disregard responsibility because you're like, oh, my friends, my friends, my friends, like this is self-care because I'm hanging out with my friends. Then it's almost like, okay, 
no. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's a, you have to have a balance, and it's sort of just being intentional about, like, yes, like, hanging out with your friends then because you, really, like, really just need to relax and then making sure you're also getting your stuff done, which I think, I don't know, I think it's a very, like, tough balance, but it's just reminding yourself that, like, you're only going to reach your goals if you put in the work and, like, I don't know. No, that's absolutely true. I am kind of known to, like, be the advice giver by a lot of my friends, and I think my senior year of college, kind of like what you said, like, I was doing everything, and I wanted to be present for my friends and wanted to give quality advice, but sometimes my brain was just totally fried, and spending time with my friends is what I wanted to do, but I was like, I can't, I'm not, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I can't give advice to anyone right now because I'm sleeping four hours a night. So that's going to be on my list, having a good sleep schedule, (laughs) consistent sleep schedule. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to put, like, a pillow (laughs) on my vision board. Spend more time in bed. Yeah, you do physical vision boards. I, like, don't do physical vision boards. I'm going to get you into it. It's so I don't fun. know why. I, like, don't... Something about it, there's, like, not an appeal. I like lists. Like, mm-hmm. I like to just, like, list out everything that I want to do, and then I'll just, like, make notes under it, and I'll check them off, like, throughout the year. I don't know. I'm more like a task person, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely... I've always been a visual learner. I think even when I was, like, a kid, it always worked better for me, and... I think I really went hardcore on my vision board for the first time last year, and it was so satisfying. I finished it in, like, February, um, which was interesting, but definitely so fun, because I also love going through magazines. I've always loved magazines and just going through and finding things, because I would find inspiration for other goals that I hadn't even thought of or that I had sort of pushed to the side that I would be like, okay, that's a perfect thing to put in this corner of my vision board. Because I do sections where it's career, personal life, health and wellness, romance. I'm just like, cut the romance card off of my vision board for 2020. I think for your romance section, you should just do like a bunch of pictures of like friends like hanging out. Yes. Because haven't you said like you want to like meet whoever you end up with like the traditional way, just like out like with friends? Absolutely. I. um, So then I feel like that's perfect. Like just putting like a bunch of photos of friends like just sort of vision boarding that like you want to be able to hang out with like your friends and just meet people that way that is such a good idea because yeah that's totally right I I kind of hate dating apps and that's gonna be a whole other episode (laughs) because I am committed to this idea that I'm going to meet my future partner through a meet cute and I want it to be in real life, which the pandemic is sort of harsh in my vibe, which is a very basic way to put it. But I think, yeah, starting off with that friendship, I, I really like that friends to lovers trope because I can't get connected to someone if I don't know who they are. So I'm just going to stick a bunch of friend groups on my vision board. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't know. I have a very different perspective, but we'll talk about it on a different podcast. So stay tuned for that. Send us what you think about dating apps for that future episode. Yeah, let us know. Um, Okay, so should we, like, move past a little bit of goals and go to, like, personal? Yeah, I've been doing lots of personal this whole time, so... (laughs) Yeah, I know. We kind of have, like, been... uh, Yeah, just sort of, like, blending them together. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let me say a few of like my, yes. I guess, personal goals. Go for it. And I haven't said. Um, so I want to start sort of working out more, which I'm considering this personal. I'm not considering this like, I don't know. I feel like some people would call it like health goals mm-hmm. where I'm calling it personal goals because I don't necessarily see me working out as being something that makes you more healthy mm-hmm. like it does like obviously going getting your body active is more healthy but I just want to like not even really working out <laughs> just like I guess being active mm-hmm. as like something for like my mind and just to stay active I guess mm-hmm. I don't know no I think that's an incredible goal and I think it's great to put it as personal and not really health because yeah there's so many mental health and just like overall well-being that it does and just even if like being active is like going for a walk outside especially in a pandemic that is so important for so many reasons and I think it can look so different for everyone but I yeah I do think there is a fine line when it comes to fitness of people who do it to sort of feel good and and feeling good isn't necessarily looking a certain way it's just it gives you time to recenter whatever being active means so that's I like that I'm gonna steal that one and put it under my personal (laughs) yeah I think it's a good um spot to put it in personal Mm -hmm. just because like like you said like it's so um important for your mind like being out on a walk just being able to take that time to like think or it's even like in away a social goal because if you like go out for a walk with someone else or you're walking like your dog or something like that like you're doing something mm-hmm. for someone else or you're like talking with someone else where you can catch up and it's like totally like in the moment like it's hard to be distracted by other things when you're out on a walk besides like nature which like you totally should be distracted by mm-hmm. but like you really can like be in the moment and present like on planet earth and not like looking at your phone or anything like that yeah. so yeah I'm just excited to sort of go on more walks, which I have been, like, these last few months, but just to continue that. And, yeah, it's definitely just on my goal list. I love that. Yeah, I, um, so my roommate and I, my roommate actually works in a physical office, so I watch after her dog most of the day, so I will take Ollie on walks every day. And I like doing long walks because we have a park right near our apartment, and it's so nice because yeah it's even that element of socialization because with a dog everybody wants to stop and dc everyone's like really great that like everybody still stays six feet away and more than but like when the dogs like when you walk past someone else who's walking a dog and you just stand there for a few minutes as your dogs like circle leashes around each (laughs) other and it's really nice just to get out and i love that like just getting connected with the actual real world instead of the world that you see on your phone yeah, and especially, like, your community, like, that's cool. Like, that's, I mean, we were just talking about meet cutes, and right there could be how you meet, like, your future husband. You never know. You never know. So just, like, I love that. That's, like, that's cute. And Ollie is such a cutie. He's such a cutie. <laughs> I miss him so much now that I'm in Vermont. Um, yeah, you'll be back soon enough, Yes, though. he, I am committed. I had a dog on my vision board last year. And I guess it did come true because when I moved in with Gabby, we I got to sort of like hang out with Ollie more. Um, but I'm putting that on my list so I can have my own dog at some point, even if it's just starting to save up, put like a couple dollars a month into a separate fund for my puppy one day because a little dog. Yeah, I definitely want one at some point. 
Yeah, I definitely want a dog one day, too. I don't know if in the next year, <laughs> but one day. Yeah. Probably not in the next year, honestly. Yeah, baby steps. I would think, honestly, it probably would be on my vision board not to get another pet next year. Just, like, keep it like, where it's at. <laughs> I was, I mean, we talked a little last podcast about my, like, pet situation. Mm-hmm. I love pets. I'm doubtful that I won't get another one in 2021, but I'll just put it on the goal list not to. Yeah, we talked about having a dog that we named after the podcast. Yeah, Albu. Albu. And I'm, I now I'm committed to either getting or saving up realistically for 2021. I will be saving up for a dog, but I'm going to start saving up for Albu. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's so cute. And then we can, it's such a good name, too. It is. It's just a perfect dog like, name. Like, genuinely. I'm so excited. And then when anybody asks what my dog's name is, I can plug the podcast. Yeah, oh, that's... Yeah, that's good marketing right there. And post-pandemic. Just out and about walking in D.C. And everyone's like, oh my god, your dog's so cute. What's its name? You're like, actually... Listen to my podcast. Which is honestly a very D.C. thing to do. I could do that and I'm not sure people would be phased. Yeah, I don't think... Well, I don't think people would be phased, especially since it's not a weird name. No, exactly. Like, it's still a cute name. Like, it would be weird for you to name your dog Unfiltered and then be like, oh, yeah, my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be weird. <laughs> like, how would you but call But yeah. is, like, a cute name. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Imagine. Unfiltered. Come here. <laughs> like, that would be so weird. <laughs> That's so good. And no judging, though, if your dog's name is unfiltered. Yes. Like, we're not judging you. We are inclusive of all dog names on this podcast. Yeah. Even the interesting ones. I really do want a dog named Schmidt after the character on oh. New Girl. We That's cute. My sophomore year of college, my roommates and I, we were about to get a, a dog for the apartment. And we were going to name it Schmidt. And we came this close to actually getting it and then I realized how much money it would cost to take care of the pet because it would have been like my pet that we shared in the apartment but Albu and yeah, Schmidt. Yeah that would be like pets in general like in college are just in my opinion a no-go. Yeah because like I they just somehow something just it's gonna go like pets last longer than four years guys. Yeah. Unless it's like a fish like I support a fish. Yeah. It's because they're low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But one, you have to take your fish home when you go home. Oh, side tangent about college. Um, my sophomore year of college, someone like in my dorm had a fish mm-hmm. and left it, like left the fish when they were gonna go home for, I think it was either Thanksgiving or winter break. Oh I think it was God. Thanksgiving. So our RA, obviously, the RAs go into all the rooms just, like, to make sure they're locked, like, right before they leave and, like, saw this fish. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like, shoot, there's a fish here. And just took the fish home. The RA took the fish? Yeah, my RA just, like, took the fish home. (laughs) That's incredible. And, like, brought it home and, like, cared for it and then brought it back and was like, hey, like, you left your fish here. Like, do you still want this fish? Like, you can't leave your fish here over break. And I think this person was just kind of like, oh, I, like, don't need my fish. I think the person, like, felt really bad and was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, the worst person ever. I'm not a good fish mom and, like, let her have it. Okay, honestly, moral of the story, RAs are unsung heroes. They don't get enough appreciation. 
they're like like the fact that you like didn't know you were gonna bring be bringing home a fish and then you're like well now I have a fish for a week like I'm gonna care for it and then she kept it like she kept the fish for like the rest of that year truly okay one incredible that the fish lived that long and two I just I have so much appreciation for RAs truly I knew so many people in college that were and you're a therapist you're a fish babysitter like (laughs) it's all of this random stuff that truly that I could spend a whole episode talking about how RAs should be paid more for what they do because it's like four full-time jobs (laughs) and now you have to care for definitely I mean I feel the same way about like teachers and nurses Uh and like all these jobs that definitely deserve to be paid more than they are and yeah even before a pandemic deserve to be paid more a hundred percent for yeah. like like little things like babysitting a fish mm-hmm. like that's not in the job description yeah and it's honestly like the best teachers that you have are the ones that went above and beyond and now yeah. we know that that came out of their pocket so it's yeah it's crazy I don't know maybe that's just my bias growing up with a teacher and now a teacher and a professor yeah but I mean, I feel like I felt that way. Like you said, it might be your bias because you grew up with a teacher, but I feel like I felt that way all through, Mm -hmm. like, school, like, when I was a student. Like, I feel like I remember being like, dang, like, our teacher, like, bought us all this nice stuff. Like, that's so kind of them. And I had, especially in high school, like, I had teachers I was close with that I definitely knew, like, the money that they were putting into it and, like, the things that they were buying to make it more fun for us. And now, like... My boyfriend is in school to be a teacher, and so I obviously, like, know sort of that process, and, like, I know about, like, how, you know? I don't know. No, I know exactly what you mean, and I think we should have a whole episode with the teachers in our life on the podcast yeah. as, like, an appreciation. Also, like, Teacher Appreciation Week, isn't that a thing? That is totally a thing. We should... We could, like, I've, bring on a new teacher, like, every day. Oh, I'd love that, because it is, it's such an underappreciated yeah field and career and so we're sending lots of love to all of our teachers yes lots of love <laughs> trying to th- okay um i don't know do you have any other goals you want to talk about yeah i mean i need to do my magazine so i will do updates on them but i think um something i do want to work on a little more is along this line of appreciation is really appreciating the people in my life because i recognize that i often ask a lot of the people in my life even outside of my immediate family um and really taking that time to let people know because yes words of affirmation and acts of service are my love language um but really taking the time to show up for people in my life because I have seen firsthand that everybody's fighting a battle that you don't know about, and I think that's sort of like a cliche term that I'm sure a lot of people see on social media, but I think it's so true, and really taking time every day for someone in my life, because if I did that for everybody in my life, going back to that ideal of balance, it wouldn't be sustainable, but... I think appreciation is going to be one of my words for 2021 because Mm -hmm. we've seen so much in 2020 of how much is uncertain and how much people are struggling and how nothing is for granted. Um, It should be taken for granted. And yeah, I think definitely appreciation is on my list. Yeah, that's a good one. Like being more appreciative of everyone around you and probably just like like doing little things for others. I think that is something that I'd want to put on mine too. Mm-hmm. 
feel like that's important. Like you sometimes forget to notice what everyone's doing for you and how they're really like contributing to your life and being like thankful for that. So just in general, like I guess being more thankful. Mm-hmm. It's like really important. Yeah. And there was... It was around the election. Um, A friend from college decided to do a roundup of a bunch of women who had worked on campaigns or were doing efforts against voter suppression. And um, I don't know why she included me. I worked on a campaign, but she did. And one, it was really incredible to see all the other women working so hard that I didn't know about. But it's just, it was a total random act of kindness. And it, it truly, like, it's, it still obviously has stuck with me. And I think little things that you do on social media or texts that you send to friends are something that can mean so much for their mental health. And it's just, it's so, yeah, it it seems like such a small action when you do it, when you appreciate someone else. And it doesn't have to be on social media for other people to see, but it definitely could make a huge difference for people. Um, yeah. I think another goal of mine that I constantly, I don't like using the word fail, but it's definitely something I can always grow on is being really protective of my circle and protective of my time, if that makes sense, because Molly definitely knows I am the kind of person that I will put a lot of energy into people that don't truly care about me. And I think that takes away from energy that I could be giving to the people that do care about me and do show up for me and sort of doing almost like an audit. And that's an easy way for me to be accountable to myself is doing a bit of an audit and seeing who's actually showing up for me and for people that um, I'm giving time to that don't necessarily value that and don't necessarily value who I am as a person. And I think that's something that I tend to ignore. I am the, I'm the girl yeah. that ignores a lot of red flags, and I think that's something I want to be more cognizant of in 2021, because now we have this kick-ass business that I want to put <laughs> a lot of energy into, and now I just realize I'm giving us the E for explicit next to our podcast, um, but I, it is. Oh, yeah. It is kick We could bleep it. Yeah, but I do think, like, okay, our business is kick-ass. I, like, I am, yeah. I think that's a very accurate term for it. And I, I'm very I almost excited. think we should, this is a little just side note, I think we should have a little, like, vote or something on our Instagram and just have everyone vote if they want us to be explicit or not explicit. Yes. Because I feel like we both say, like, explicit words pretty so regularly. Yeah. And our whole podcast is about being unfiltered, but then we're trying to also be, like, a little filtered just so that we aren't, like, offending anyone or being family-friendly, but I almost feel like... Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out. I think, like, I'm... But we are kick-ass. We are. (laughs) And that I think that's so good. We should have that conversation with our listeners because I, I love using words like that for emphasis and... Yeah. Like, that's totally how I operate. I'm like, I will drop a word and just like as emphasis because one, I just love how certain words sound in a sentence. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. So let us know what you think. We're going to put an Instagram poll up. I love that. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because I don't think that we should filter, like, using those words for Uh emphasis. Obviously, we're not over here, like, swearing like soldiers, like, saying words for no reason. (laughs) But sometimes they're needed. Yes, they are. And especially in 2020, I just, I let, I... Yeah. It's worth it. I mean, it's not 2020 anymore, it's 2021. Yes. I just feel like (laughs) 2020 has changed my perspective on so much. But... Yeah. I, um... Definitely. I think one last overarching goal for me is to stop asking for permission from people. Um, I recently read a book called Girl on Fire, and I will put a link to it in the show notes um, because it truly is amazing. I'm sending it to Molly. Molly has heard me talk about this like 20 times a day. It's a lot. But one of the first themes of the book is that women specifically should write their own permission slips. Like, don't wait for someone else. And... I realize that I constantly do that. I don't like posting on Instagram unless I've asked like 10 different friends if this is a good filter. (laughs) And I constantly seek validation and permission from other people to just live my life, which is absolutely insane. Um, It's understandable because that's a lot of ways that we're conditioned, but I think I definitely overdo that. And that's something that I've recognized in myself in 2020. And I really want to work hard on that in 2021 because it's going to take a lot of unlearning for me personally, but I do believe that it's going to be empowering at the end. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, like we've talked about this too, like within like a little bit of, and, um, like ALBU, I just remember like there's been moments where you like reach out to me and you're like, hey, like, do you like this? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would like anything that you do. Like, I'm so confident in like whatever you've written. And you would always just check and you'd be like, can you read this? Like, and let me know if it's good. And like, I'm sure it's amazing. Just mm-hmm. like send it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think that'll be like really, really empowering for you. And I'm the opposite. I'm like not a permission asker. I'm a doer and then ask for forgiveness person. (laughs) But and that's so inspiring to me. I take a lot of inspiration from you on that. Sometimes I think though I need to ask a little bit more permission. (laughs) You know, need to like maybe think about some things. I would rather overdo it on the not asking permission than asking permission. Yeah, because I think. Right now, there's no time to be cautious. Like, there's no reason to be cautious. It's so much better just to... It's so good for you to figure out who you are, too, when you go... When you live by your own rules instead of other people's. Yeah. And that... It's definitely inspiring because I think a lot of my friends, like you included, are like that, where (laughs) they don't ask for permission, and that's why I love them so much, is because they don't. And... I think I need to start walking the walk because I tend to talk a lot about things like that, but I don't live it out in my own life. So hold me accountable when I'm not doing that. And that goes, that's to Molly, but also (laughs) all of our listeners. If you see me doing something that is not in line with that, call me in. That is something that I learned from one of our guests coming up, but to call people in instead of calling out. Um, we could have a whole episode on yeah. call-out culture and cancel culture. But that's my little note on that, is to be more <sighs> conscious about having people call me in and calling other people in. So that was, like, three different goals yeah. in one. I really like that. I like that phrase, call me in, instead of calling me out. Because that's how we learn. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, being, like, emotional support for someone when you're also being, like, hey whatever you're doing is like not right Mm -hmm. or whatever you're saying is not right 
but being like, I'm here for you to like work through it, not like judging you for saying what saying or doing whatever you did or said. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way to sort of think about it. I love it. Do you have any other goals yeah. that are popping into mind? Um, I guess like my biggest goal for just in general for 2021 is sort of coming up with a routine. Mm-hmm. So I do have like a pretty standard day job, but it doesn't really provide much for a routine. Like working in a retail boutique, you know, whether I go in at like 8 a.m. in the morning or I go in at like 2 Mm o'clock, it really could just range. So it's really hard to have like a morning routine. It's really hard to have a night routine. Like I never know when I'm going to, I know ahead of time, but I don't know day to day. I'm not able to have dinner at the same time. I'm not able to have breakfast at the same time. Like it's always going to change. So I just want to sort of come up with a way to have a little bit of a better routine for myself to keep myself like focused and I don't know. I feel like that is like one of the things I struggle with is like not having a routine and yeah. I want one. Yeah. I that's a terrific goal. We talked about this a lot. We're both routine people. Yeah. And before Molly and I shared calendars, we have shared calendars. We reached that level of our <laughs> business relationship. Yes. Um but it's it's crazy because retail doesn't allow for you. It's technically yeah. the hours of a nine to five, but it's not nine to five. So you can have that schedule. Um, so I'm excited to yeah. see that for you. Um, but I think, mm. I think you might, <laughs> if anyone has any ideas, yes. like let me know because it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> so I like kudos to you for how you've been doing it so far, but I'm excited to see that yeah. for you in 2021. Get us some routine. Yeah, I'll keep you updated. Maybe we could like do a podcast on our like morning routines and nighttime routines later yes, on. I love that because that's also I'm gonna add that as like a mini goal. I'm gonna put like a phone with like an X over <laughs> it on my vision board because I want to take my phone out of my morning and nighttime routines. Um, yeah, be- we were talking about that yesterday. How some people yesterday and the last podcast, podcast yeah. <laughs> where we both. Some people really like having their phones in their routine because it allows them to just, like, look at other people's content and, like, mm-hmm. not think about their day. But some people really don't like that because they're comparing themselves and sort of thinking about work because they're seeing other people's content, which can really – I mean, it really depends. Yeah, I really – I started doing it when I worked on a campaign, a congressional campaign mm-hmm. in 2020, and I did social media for them. So my nine to five was me always on my phone. And by the time I got to like my wind down time, I was so exhausted. I was like, I can't scroll through Instagram like for one more minute, which for me is a huge sign. And I started doing it and I was like putting my phone down for an hour. Like, yes, I'll like watch New Girl before I go to bed or Schitt's (laughs) Creek or like one of those, but not being on my phone and disconnecting was so great. And I think for me personally, that's going to work hopefully um, because I get that social media fatigue a lot. I might shorten, I might like shorten my time limit on my social media in 2021. That'll be my goal. Yeah, that's a good idea. My goal is going to be figure out if I'm a person that likes to scroll through social media or if I don't. Yes. Because I still haven't figured that out. We love that journey. I was, I was thinking yeah. of like, now I'm thinking of Shit's Creek and like Alexis. I love that journey for me. I love that journey for you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> wow, we're such, what is the term? The millennial, like the Gen Z millennial. Gen Zennial. Gen Zennial. 
I'm gonna learn. That's what I say. I'm gonna learn um all of the lingo. Molly, I'm gonna like oh yeah take 2021. Yeah, aren't like, you like mad that we're Gen Z? Yes, I'm so sorry to all of our Gen Z listeners, including us. I I'm coming around to Gen Z. Like I I don't know why you're so mad. Gen Z is where it's at. We'll have a whole episode on that or something like I that on identity. You with some Gen Z icons. I, and then you can tell me you don't want to be a Gen Z. Yes. But until I'm presented you, I have presented you the facts. Yes, I will. You can't decide you don't want to be a Gen Z. I will hold withhold judgment on this because right now I see Gen Z as like the TikTok stars and not the like informative ones. Just no. And I think I need to sort of remove that from my evaluation of Gen Z because honestly, Gen Z was a huge part in the 2020 election, played a huge part in mm-hmm. that, and plays a huge part in a lot. So I mm-hmm. I love you, Gen Z, for 2020 elections. Thank you. Um, and many other things. Don't let her just give you 2020 elections. <laughs> this is Gen Z slander. I'm so sorry. Well, you're done too. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'll be a good episode <laughs> presenting the case for Gen Z. Um, I mean, there's so Like, I just can't wait because you're going to be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, I didn't mean what I said, guys. I take it all back. I retro or I preemptively take it all back. <laughs> I know this is going to be good. Yes, yeah, good. Yeah. But, um,. All right, well, should we wrap it up? I think we should. I think um, we'll probably post about it. I'll send in my vision board, and we can post it on the podcast account. Yeah. It'll probably be done by the time we put these up. Yeah, which will I be think fun. so. But, yeah, well, um, I think this was a good little evaluation yeah, of 2021. Yeah, this is good. This is getting me... I know, it's getting me excited. Yes, for sure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, A Little Bit of Production. You can find us everywhere at ALBU Podcast. We hope we earned the privilege of your time and we'll see you back here. Same time next Monday. Bye.